On this podcast, we talk exclusively to Black athletes, whether you're a seasoned vet, a beginner, or someone just considering trying the sport. This podcast is for you. Thank you for listening to the Black with Endurance podcast. I am your host, Lonnie Woods. And on this episode, we are talking to co-founder and co-host of Black with Endurance, Coach William Solomon, about his experience at Ironman 70.3 Salem. <laughs> so if you have been listening and following, we talked to Coach earlier this year after his DNF in Kona. So... After his DNF, it got really personal. (laughs) He took that to heart and he was determined to complete the Ironman 70.3. So he started training. He just kept training and training and he found another one. And he didn't tell anybody about it. He, He just literally surprised us all. (laughs) and came out saying that he completed his first Ironman. Oh my God. So it was incredible. You know, we had to talk about it. He had to tell us everything from why he picked that location to why so soon after the first attempt and what he did differently. So I was really excited to hear from him because I, 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 I get inspired so much by seeing people accomplishing their goals. And he's such a driven person. So I just, I just needed to know. And I'm sure everyone has been waiting for this. <laughs> so without further ado, thank you for listening. So welcome back to Black with Endurance. I am your host, Lonnie Woods, with our incredible co-host, Coach William Solomon. (laughs) Very humble co-host, very humble. What's up? Oh my Uh, God. (laughs) Folks, first of all, uh, we got to tell the folks that we're going to have a name change. We're tired. (laughs) tired. No more. Black people are tired of enduring. The name of this show is now going to be Black with Leisure. Black while chilling, <laughs> black on vacation. Right, oh, I like that actually. <laughs> black on va- black with a margarita on somebody's beach. Okay. Yes, that, that is the new, <laughs> the new. Instagram. is hard. We are tired. <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear that? I have like an alarm going off in my background. I can hear it now. When you're not talking. That's. That's okay. It actually makes it kind of, you know, seem real, you know, like we out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's part of that endurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to put up with. <laughs> but the reason that is so prevalent right now is because coach surprised everybody and decided to do Ironman 70.3 Oregon <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon of all places too. Yeah. <laughs> made this decision about um, about a, a month and a half ago after DNFing, not being able to finish the um, Ironman 70.3 in Hawaii on June 5th, after a week of sitting in my emotions and, and in my tears, I decided to get back after it and looked around and was trying to find something pretty close or something that I could train for in a couple of months. And I saw Oregon. And so mm-hmm. that was, uh, Oregon is, uh, was this Sunday, July 
20, uh, what was that, six. And, um, I, you know, I'm sorry, July 25th. And so before I signed up, I, I called a friend, a coach that I admire and respect. <laughs> and I, Khadija Diggs. <laughs> Khadija, I called Khadija Diggs and I'm like, Khadija. And she saw that I, you know, DNF'd and she reached out and she was giving me support and help and tips. And I was like, Khadija, I think I want to do another one in July. I want to do Oregon. And she was like, no, you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> you're not ready. And I was like, oh, but listen, I was like, listen, it's in a river. It's not open water because it was the swim that got me in, um, in Hawaii. So she was like, hmm, she was listening. And I was like, all right, it's the swim. It's in a river and it's down river. And she was like, you got a shot. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so what is the difference there like what it, what is the difference in the open water and uh, swimming in a river for people um, that maybe considering there's a huge difference the first one i would definitely recommend um a river downstream number one because you just one you don't have to sight as as hard or you don't have to be that good at sighting you essentially just look over to your left and you, you can see the 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 shoreline, you know, the river bed or whatever, um, the river bank, sorry. If you can see that, you know where you are. And open water, it, it, you literally, sometimes you just can't tell left or right. Now that might sound incorrect for someone who's an experienced open water swimmer or Ironman or, or triathlete. If you're, they're gonna be like, well, when you're swimming with people, you can see the person in front of you or you can see their feet, there's people to the left or right. That is true if you are an average or good swimmer. In my case, I'm so slow that literally the pack would leave me and then it's just me for, uh, you know, when I did um, Hawaii, I would be by myself for a little bit and I would take 10 hard pulls, which is too much. And I would swim hard 10 strokes and then look up and be like, damn, I'm all the way, oh, there are buoys over there. And then take 10 and I overcorrect it. And if you go back and look at that, um, my post uh, on Instagram, you can see that my map was just, I'm just all over. And it yeah. gets worse in open water against the current because you're pulling harder and you're going off course. And the river, you don't have to really worry about all that. And the river, you, you're literally, especially if you're going downstream, um, it just takes that, that, that element away, that element of skill that's required. Gotcha. So signed so up. I'm gonna not uh, jot that down if I do a triathlon <laughs> downstream river. Downstream. <laughs> oh wow! But that was so so fast. Like that was so close together, like almost out of nowhere. So how did you train for this? I can only imagine, like what it was like juggling everything in life and training for another Ironman so fast. That is part of the challenge, right? Life doesn't slow down because you have a goal, a fitness goal, a business goal, a relationship goal. Life does not slow down. You have to ride that current with life and make things work. And um, I made some sacrifices to be quite honest. One of them I shouldn't have made. I didn't train on the bike as much as I should have. I didn't have, uh, I mean, with, with triathlon, it's a part-time job if you're doing it right. The swim, I never stopped swim, swimming after Hawaii. I'm just, I still was in the water. 
running was a priority for me because I have another event that I want to do later in the year and I'm already behind on my run schedule. So I, I, there was, I couldn't cut out running. Swimming was mandatory because I'm not good at it. So biking, biking became less of a priority and I just didn't do a lot of it. And it almost cost me the race. It, I almost did not finish because I wasn't uh, uh, strong enough on the bike. How so? Like what happened? I mean. Well, the race, you have a, um, a total cutoff of eight hours and um, 30 minutes. So it, it, you get no more than eight hours and 30 minutes to do the race. Each component has an individual cutoff. Um, the swim is an hour and 10 minutes. I believe the bike is five hours and then the run may be like, I might have that wrong. I forget how long the cutoff is for the bike and the run, but you get eight and a half hours. I finished in eight hours and I think um, 17 minutes, eight hours. So I had 13 minutes to spare. And that was mainly because um, the bike hurt me. The bike hurt me, Lonnie. <laughs> Damn. What, what was the terrain like? Was it hilly? Was it? It was flat for all intents and purposes. It was, it was flat. I mean, there were some hills. Um, it was warm out. I started in, in the very last wave because I'm not a good swimmer. And the, the swimmers who were going to take the longest started in the back, which is the right way to do it. In Hawaii, that was not the case. In Hawaii, we started by age group, and my age group was the first people out there. And because I swim at such a slow pace, everyone, 2,000 people, passed me up. And so I was just getting trampled on. Whereas in Oregon, I was in the very back, and I essentially had space, and which was, which was helpful. So um, yeah, you know, being out there later, because I started in the late wave, I got more of the sun. And just because I did not train on the bike as much as I should have, I felt good on the bike first 30 miles. I, I felt really good. I was I was snatching souls as God. <laughs> I was passing people up 30 miles feeling good. And then about mile 40, I got a really bad cramp, severe cramp in my hip flexor and groin. Ooh. And um, I actually fell off my bike because I couldn't unclip fast enough. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I banged my knees pretty good. And um, I had to lay there for a second, kind of let the cramps subside. Um, someone stopped and gave me an energy shot or a ginger shot, and that really helped. So to whoever that person was that gave me that ginger shot, thank you. That allowed me to get back on the bike. But after what that- What was your nutrition like on the bike? Nutrition? Or in the race, just in peri period. You know, I think the nutrition was fine. Uh, after talking with Khadija, I definitely would do things differently. I definitely would go with more of a, um, but definitely a, a low carb, high fat um, nutrition plan. And like essentially do that during my training and, and stick with that. Cause you're just gonna burn more fat as fuel. I have fat available. And so for, but for me, I'm comfortable with, um, I have a pretty strong gut. And for me, I'm able to eat solids to an extent, goose, gels. I'm able to eat those when I'm running as long as my heart rate isn't too high. Um, but then after a certain point, I lose too much water and I can't swallow anything. I just have to drink fluids. So there's a balance. I've kind of played around, but in enough ultra races and endurance things. After about four hours, I'm stuck to just fluids. Around four hours, I can, I can eat a pizza and run. I can eat an apple and run. Um, it really comes down to hydration. The minute that I'm dehydrated to a certain point where my stomach and 
my intestines don't have enough fluid to actually absorb stuff. They just get real small and hard. Then I can't mm -hmm. chew and I can't swallow. And it just, it takes a little time for me to get there. But once I'm there, that's it. I'm stuck to fluid. So I had a plan. The plan worked to an extent, but because I didn't train for the bike and I hurt myself on the bike, like physically, I'm cramping, I'm riding. Every time I get to a little small hill, my quads cramp up, my, uh, my groin cramps. I, listen, I'm just going to be real. <laughs> I caught a cramp. I caught my, my, I cramped everywhere from the belly button down everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. It was, the, it was the first time in my life I caught a cramp somewhere and I was like, Oh my God, is that possible? Oh, like, like, what in the world? <laughs> I, <laughs> I can only imagine <laughs> what through your head. The only thing was the only thing in my mind was finish. That was the only thing in my mind. Like you don't have time to bleed. You don't have time to cramp. You don't have time to cry. Finish. If you got one leg hop, if you can't walk, crawl, I was going to finish. There was that one point uh, I had someone, um, they saw me fall off the bike. They were up ahead a little bit at an aid station and I got on the bike and I'm kind of like limping. I get on, I ride up to the aid station. I'm throwing ice in my, in my, my stuff and, uh, and water on my head. And this lady, she was like, shout out to the volunteers, man. Awesome. Awesome job. Like just yeah. good people, really good people. Great energy, Oregon, Salem, the people of, of, of Salem dope. We'll get into that a little bit. Cause I didn't know what to expect. Cause you know, Oregon is white. Yeah. White, white. Right. So you never know. That's, that's why it's this called black. walking around with this big old black with endurance. Thing. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was repping. So you never know what to expect. I know the history of Oregon a little bit. So, but you know, it, it's a great place, just great energy. And this lady was like, Hey, you need to rest. You want to rest in the shade? And I just looked at her like, are you crazy to rest? I got time to rest. I've got to keep going. She saw I was in pain too, but who? in my mind, I'm like, who, this is why we sign up. Like, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad I did because I would have made it. I was 13 minutes, 13 minutes from uh, from being um, DNF'd again. Uh -uh. So you got through that after hurting yourself in multiple ways on the bike. <laughs> so... I'm like, now you still have to run a half marathon after this, right? <laughs> the the run, the first three miles of the run actually weren't bad. Uh, I was able to run like a 10 minute, 11 minute per mile pace, which for me, that's my cruise pace. I can run that pace for a while. And uh, it was painful, but it, it I was still was cramping, but I'm like moving, it's just a little trot and it felt okay, but it didn't last long. About mile four, mile five, it pain started to kick in. Mile seven, mile eight, I'm like, okay, run, walk, run, walk. And then it just went downhill from there. At, at one point I tried to uh, bend over and just, I had lost so much fluid. <laughs> I, I'm a heavy sweater, I'm a heavy sweater. Yeah. And I lost so much, I'm sweating. And like, I had salt in my eyelashes, just salt crystals because of all the salt that I'm like, you're losing. Mm -hmm. And I bent over just to kind of tighten up my shoelaces because my shoes are a little bit too big now because I'm just sweating. And just bending over, my legs cramped up and I just had to like freeze. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, all right, I, I can't even bend over. Like no more stopping, no nothing. And it was just from there, it was, it was a power march. I was marching like um, 
like uh, Oprah in Color Purple. Like you told Hoppo to beat me. <laughs> That's how I was marching towards the end. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh man. That black woman march. Let's go. Yeah, that's what it was. It was that <laughs> black woman. I'm determined you about to get this whooping like But it was so humbling and it was so um it was it was so humbling and it was just it was great cuz I'm I'm like walking with people and they're everyone had the same attitude like we're going to get this done. Like we have to get this done. And you just want to live in that energy. You want to live in that energy where everyone has the common goal of getting something done. Yeah. There's something special about that. You want to stay in that. You want to live in that. Yeah. No, there's something special about uh, that triathlon in general. Like just the distance, the, the, the endurance it takes, the suffer fest that you guys sign up for. <laughs> for, for the people, for the men and women who do this at the elite level, the, the public doesn't understand how difficult this is and how challenging it is mentally like you know it, it's one thing you know traditional sports they're hard you need skill you need talent you got to be tough but this is an individual sport this is you your preparation your commitment to your own training your plan it's you in the water you uh, on the bike against the conditions the road the bumps it's you on the run, your feet carrying you, and it's you and your self-doubt, you and your own fears, you and your own, it's just you versus you out there and the yeah. elements. And there is there is a tenacity that's required to do this. And for folks who do it at an elite level, I can only imagine, I can only imagine the, the toughness, the grit that it takes to do this. And I, I did one at a very small level, very humbling, you know, last man in my age group, barely getting across. <laughs> and I'm going to say it was hard. It, it, it was hard. I do OCR. I've done ultra. I've, I, man, shout out to Spartan Race. I know it's hard. I know it's tough, but it's nothing on a triathlon. It's nothing. And I only done, I'm only done a half. It's nothing on a try. Like, come on, stop playing. <laughs> right? <laughs> God, I was going to ask you about a, a, an ultra, but <laughs> never mind. You have I mean, spoken. <laughs> I mean, each one, um, they have their different, you know, things that are hard about it and they're kind of doable. For someone like myself who the gym being strong, upper body is just natural. Then I, I love being in the gym, pulling on things, swinging on things. That's fun. Carrying things. That's fun. Endurance from a triathlon like that type of endurance, that's that's mental first, that's mindset first. It's very easy to quit. It's very easy to quit. Don't forget to subscribe to our mail list on blackwithendurance.com. And if you're not already, follow us on Instagram at blackwithendurance. Now back to the show. Well, just hearing your story and everything that you kind of went through while doing it and the mental process that you had to go through. I know you was going to finish though, <laughs> no matter what, after signing up for another one, you weren't going to DNF though. <laughs> you, you know, the swim helped. It helped that it was downriver. I mean, uh, the flow was actually like twice as strong as it normally was. I think, I'm not sure, I didn't confirm, but someone said that they opened up the dam upstream 
and that even made the flow even faster. So that really helped. Um, I had some really good, I can't say enough about the people of Salem and the volunteers because the volunteers are local. Um, the energy out there, like, for example, I, I get in and the current's so strong, I couldn't even stay on course. The first buoy, I was supposed to swim across the river and make a ride at the first buoy. I got in the river and I just went down river and I'm already off course and I'm, I'm on some rocks, I'm on a sandbar. I had to stand up, crawl over these rocks and then dive back into the river on the right side. And so I'm in, I'm swimming and I'm kind of going left and right. I'm just letting the current take me. And then I kind of stroke and I'm trying to sight and I kind of got out of breath about 20 minutes into it. I turn on my back and this volunteer, his name is Jordan. He came over and he was just so positive. He was just so motivated. He was like, dude, what's your name? He was like, I'm Jordan. He's like, I'm staying with you the whole way. I'm going to watch you finish. You are going to finish. And how can you not want to succeed when someone is sharing that energy for no reason other than he really wanted to see me succeed. And I'm one of the last swimmers getting out of the, the, the river. I'm, I'm swimming up to the ramp to get out. And there's a, a line of volunteers clapping, cheering, saying, let's go, Will, let's go. I'm like, how do you guys know my name already? <laughs> <laughs> have I been out here this long already? <laughs> and Jordan's still behind me on the jet ski. There was a, a young lady on a kayak who was following me in, kind of keeping me corralled in. And I, I was overwhelmed with that, that amount of support. And I just have to say, you know, to be honest, I know it gets uncomfortable for some people to talk about race, but that's why we have this show. I didn't know what to expect going to Oregon. Yeah, you know? I was going to say. Like, <laughs> I mean, were there other black people at all? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was like, I saw maybe two brothers, two brothers out there. One brother, I, I saw him passing me and he literally, we're both sweaty, hot. He saw me, he was like, yo, <laughs> like handshake. He's going this way. I'm going that way. Cause I'm, I'm behind <laughs> and we're like dapping each other because it's just not that many of us. And, um, and so yeah, it's special, but to be honest, I, I, I still was, I was overwhelmed with the amount of support I got from, from the Ironman community, like just in general. And, you know, and I didn't know what to expect driving up there, you know, Oregon historically has not been welcoming to black people. I yeah. don't think a lot of people know that like Oregon, Oregon was historically, they were, they were against slavery. They were with the union but they were one of the few states that had a law that banned free black people. Like you couldn't come to Oregon. They what joined the union with law saying uh, black folks, Mexicans stay down there. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have slavery, but we don't want you here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, it's, it's, it's documented, well-known. The, the river that I swam in, it's been a well-known, the Williamette River. Mm -hmm has been a well-known place for like locations where uh, white supremacists, uh, Ku Klux Klan and, and Nazi groups would go and meet and have meetings and stuff. So, you know, for me, just someone who likes to read about the history of places that I go, I just thought about the, the uh, you know, the significance of me coming up here and being welcomed, like being welcomed in a way I didn't expect and then coming and doing an Ironman and competing I just thought about how all that, you know, irony and fate and how that all comes together. And I would tell anybody, any person, any color, any race that I, I enjoyed my time in Salem and I, I'd love to go back, to be honest. 
That is kind of poetic. And you are, I don't even know what word I want to use, but it's, you are beyond brave because <laughs> you went out there without knowing what it was going to be like with your black ass, a <laughs> big ass, black with endurance logo on your triathlon <laughs> without knowing or caring what these people were gonna think but they were good they were good people so that's that's good to know because last i heard about oregon was like the you know the racial unrest that was going on last year and it was bad up there <laughs> and that's the thing you know the news the news will always carry the negative stuff first and the farthest and um the history History is recorded, but it doesn't mean that's that's what's happening now. I think it's important you know your history, but at the same time, it, that's why for me this podcast exists. We need to go forward. We need to go and look and 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 see and observe, and then report the truth as it is today, and not yeah. have to run and hide from the history, but say, hey, you know what? It's it, it was at least different for me. It, you know, it to be honest, Lonnie, it was almost scary. Nice. It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was scary movie nice you know like when people are like hey come over for dinner and they're like you know nice and everything and then while you're asleep some lady comes out with an axe like you are dinner like <laughs> 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 it, it was good people out there like for example i'm on the bike ride and you're you're like going behind farmland and there's homes back there look like they've been built in 1910 and they're well manicured and Folks were folks came out and just sat on their lawn. This one family had like water, their own aid station. And they're just like, you need some water? You're doing a great job. And you're like, you turn another corner and there's people like just cheering from their own house. They're like, great job, great job. And I was just like, damn, these people are cool. Cause I'm, you know, I'm from, I've just been around and you know, Sacramento is nice and all that, but this, you know, you're in LA. There's places where people be like, if you don't get the hell out of my way, you and this little bike, I will run you over. So I didn't Oh, no, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had my first experience with that last week in Venice. Uh, <laughs> it's got no uh, love, huh? Right. No, yeah. You have to share the road on some parts. You know, that there's bike lanes and then other lanes, you have to share the road. And then they really just act like you're just not supposed to be there. And it's it's ridiculous. I don't know, but that's a whole nother <laughs> well, <laughs> topic. I, I, I definitely didn't experience any of that in Salem. So shout out to the folks of Salem. And um, <laughs> actually, I, I would really strongly consider going back next year. For anyone who's a newbie, uh, I would recommend going to Oregon. Because if you're a newbie and you're not comfortable with the swim, I'd recommend Oregon because you're, you're going to get a benefit from going downriver. And the run is flat enough and the bike is flat enough. It's a, it's a good course. Good to know. Might have to. So uh, do we have a, another uh, 70.3 in the future or? Well, let's talk about that. I DNF'd <laughs> at, at Hawaii and just the way my mojo, my spirit and, and the way my You're gonna DNA take on is Hawaii set up. Next year. If you whoop me, I'm going to go train. I'm going to go work out. Then I'm going to come back and knock on your door and be like, hey, we got to do that again. And if you want me again, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be back next summer. <laughs> I'm just, that's how my mama raised me. Like, you may get me this time, but I'm going to go get better. 
and I'm gonna come back and beat your ass. So, so Hawaii next year has to happen. You know, that has to happen. And I'm gonna bring as many of my people as I can. You know how we roll. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going this time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even if you don't, like, come on, do the event. If you don't do the event, we'll turn into a big old Black with Endurance. We should, we should just do a Black with Endurance um, award a ceremony, give out awards or something. Like, we got to go. Definitely. Sure. I mean, we could just make it a retreat and then the people that want to do a triathlon do that and we can do a hike. There you go. Black with Endurance and on vacation. Do both. Hey, there we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. With a margarita on somebody's beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what oh. else what else yeah so i have to ask because while you were we were texting you were saying that gloria was taking care of you after you did this insane <laughs> race and i was like you know that's the interview we need like what is it like being your spouse having to deal with this <laughs> you training for these crazy events and how i mean how to be supported in that way like that that is like that is the question that is that's all the stuff that to me that's I, well first when i cross the finish line um there's i have my shades on because i don't want to cry like i don't want people like i'm I, there's tears of joy right there was tears of frustration in Hawaii, and then I crossed the finish line in Oregon, and there's tears of joy. And the first person I go over to see is Gloria. Mm -hmm. And I, I just thank her and tell her I love her because she's always there, right? Like she's always there. Um, so the question is, how is it for her? Like, at least from my perspective, she's very, very giving and very, very understanding. And it's not easy, specifically weekends most couples most people weekends you're going to go to brunch you're going to spend some time together maybe you go to the beach and relax you go to a park i get up and i go train other people because i'm a trainer and a coach and then when i'm done with that i'm like okay baby you need something to eat how can i help with the baby and after that i got three hours where i'm gonna go train i disappear for three hours i disappear for two hours or i'm gonna go run you know uh, I share my location so that way if I ever get hurt or bit by a snake, she can find me. So there's never any like secrecy, but it's just I'm I'm gone a lot or I'm training or I'm in the gym or I'm writing programs. So I'm there, but I'm not there. And when you have a family, we have kids and we have you know our own goals. It's it's a hell of a sacrifice. It's a hell of a hell of a sacrifice. And then when I'm not training and I'm doing an event like this, so think about it. I'm I'm out there for eight hours. And I get there at five o'clock. She wakes up at 4.30 with me, 4.30 a.m., drops me off. I, I'm doing my thing. She has to go back to the room with the baby, you know, get the baby dressed. And she comes out to the event to try to catch me at transition. And then I'm going for another three hours. And she has the kids. She's out in the heat. And, you know, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. And uh, this might be too much to share because I, I probably should ask her permission. But she actually got heat exhaustion. We ended up going to the ER. Oh my God. Yeah, we ended up going to the ER. Um, uh, see, I'm starting to, see, you got me. 
you got me. I almost start crying there. You got me. But um, Sunday night, uh, she was throwing up and uh, we went to the ER in Salem. Um, after throwing up and going to the ER and kind of resting up, she felt a little bit better. We went back to the hotel. But essentially just being out in the heat, walking around, we, we brought our, our, our French bulldog and we had our daughter running around with them, being out in the heat all day, she got sick. And so it, oh, what does it take? It takes a lot of endurance on her part too. So yeah, Gloria, I was gonna say. <laughs> Gloria, if you're listening, I love you and thank you. Just thank you and I see you, I see you. Right, oh my God, she is incredible. <laughs> and just being out there and being that supportive partner man, you're a very lucky man <laughs> I, am. I, I am indeed and to anybody who's doing um, these or are thinking about doing them I would be very I would be very upfront and honest with your um, your family whoever's supporting you and just let them know like there's times where you're just not going to be around or you're you're going to be tired if you are around or just they're just going to be in it with you so i don't think there's anyone who does this alone if, if there is i'd like to meet i'd like to meet you seriously i'd like to know how you do it solo there's no way i could do this just solo on my own right yeah you need a support system yeah and then yeah when you are in a relationship and you have a family they are doing it with you. They're going through the endurance as well. Like you said, they're enduring a different part of it, but there's still a whole part that we don't think about that. We don't see, we see the medals, we see the, the finished photos, <laughs> but not all the training that goes into it, the lack of family time or the other sacrifices that you make in like the bike ride. <laughs> so, oh man. A lot. I love your insight. I, I thank you for sharing so much. I mean, let's see, you talked to me after your first century ride, talked to me after Kona, and you're just so transparent. And I learned so much <laughs> from your experiences. I, I try to be transparent because I, I, I hope that someone's listening who can learn from my mistakes or pick up on something. So that way they can avoid it. And uh, I'll be honest, I still, this is number two. I still did a whole lot wrong. Uh, I barely made it. But at the end of the day, if you're listening to this, just just try. Like, do your best with, with the time that you have, the availability that you have, the resources that you have. Just try. Um, it's never perfect. It, it's just, it, it, it's never perfect. And don't wait. Just Just get it done. First things first, try to get a good coach. That's number one. I'm a coach and I'm gonna tell you getting just the advice and the wisdom from Khadija, just her insight, it made all the difference, to be quite honest. It made all the difference. And um, if you can't get a good coach, you better at least get a good training program, get a good book, get some good information because that makes the world a difference. Yeah. Listen to podcasts like this. Boom, probably here. <laughs> That's why we're here. Go ahead and hit that donation button. <laughs> <laughs> right, definitely. Support, support, support. Go to the website, buy a shirt, buy some merch. <laughs> on that note, on the note of um, support and merch, something that was that may not come up in the pictures and people probably wouldn't even see. When I crossed the finish line, I had a metal attic um, 
sweat rag or, mm -hmm. you know, I forget what it's called, the technical term. But, you know, shout out to Metal Attic and our, my man, Justin, over at Metal Attic. And I have my, my Grit USA socks on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, He's supporting everybody. You know, shout out to Coach Fitz and Grit USA. But I can't tell you how, that wasn't by accident, right? My, my head, my, my singlet, which is of course black with endurance, that's us, my socks, I was trying to be represent, I wanted to represent from head to toe because for me, it means something. It means more than something. It means that we are here in these spaces where folks may not think that we are. And um, for me, I believe that those individuals I just named, Justin and uh, Coach Fitz, I Coach Fitz, I believe them to be pioneers. I really do. I believe them to be ahead of the curve. And a lot of times we don't give our, our pioneers their roses when they're living. We tend to like, you know, 20 years, we're like, oh, there was this guy, this brother over here who was, you know, when OCR was big, he was, he was giving out, he was, he was, the <laughs> one, he was the MC. We got to do that now. So shout out to those folks. Shout out to my coach, um, Khadija. Uh, I just love her energy and her spirit and her wisdom. And like, shout out to those folks who are doing it and getting it done. And you're not on the mainstream. You're not on ESPN and, you know, every, you're not a household name, but you still matter and you still inspire folks like me. Definitely. Don't forget to check out DISC. That's uh, Khadija's nonprofit organization. I believe they just got their 501c3 status. So congrats boom, to boom. her. Support, support, support. So I had to cut that a little bit short because some of the information that we talked about after that was inaccurate information. I didn't want to spread that. Um, but we also went on to talk a little bit about why there isn't a lot of black participation in endurance sports or certain parts of endurance sports um, from different reasons as in location, the cost of equipment, the price of getting a proper coach, and uh, there, it, the list goes on and it varies. And there are so many reasons. And honestly, a lot of it is, yeah, we're not marketed to, but a lot of us just don't want to be there. So we want to build and create spaces for us. Instead of trying to get into these spaces that are already built that we don't feel welcome we need to build our own and that has been like the bottom line for <laughs> a while at the end of the day if you're not gonna be welcome everywhere so we just have to build our own table with that said we have so much going on with black with endurance and what we are doing I am happy to announce that starting mid-August, we will be collaborating with Dominic King of Lean In With The Kings to bring you Black With Endurance Trail Series. So she will talk all things trail. Um, still waiting on an exact release date, but I will post and let you all know. We also have some other things that are going to happen in the month of August as well. I will keep you guys updated. Please be sure to sign up for our mail list, our email list on the website, blackwithendurance.com. 
also use that donate button <laughs> buy some merch um and if you have any questions or any opportunities that you want to collaborate with us or you want to be on the podcast please feel free to hit me up send me a dm i'm so down <laughs> like i would love to hear from you i would love to talk to you or if you're advertising something and you just want us to advertise it on our podcast or on our page just dm me or send us an email at blackwithendurance at gmail.com uh without further ado <laughs> until next time thank you all for listening don't forget to rate us and send this episode to one friend that could use some inspiration love you guys <laughs>